You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and make a bigger impact while enjoying the foods they love. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to talk about how to break the clean your plate programming. If you were born anywhere between 1940 to 1990, um, which there's probably no one listening here who was born in the 1940s, but um, anytime before the 90s, you probably have heard of this idea of, you know, clean your plate. I know I heard it at certain times when I was a kid. And yet, you know, you may or may not know where this came from. But I think that you probably have awareness that this is something that was pretty much programmed into the general consciousness. And that is because after the First World War, food was truly scarce. And so today we're going to talk about where does this uh, clean plate club come from? And what are the things, the uh, pitfalls that we fall in today when it comes to clean, clean your plate that keeps us trapped in this programming and how to break free from it so that you can really just regulate your own portions um, and eat in a way that aligns with your unique goals and values. So let's go ahead and dive in. So first of all, I want to talk a little bit about the Clean Plate Club because, you know, I, again, I'd heard this phrase growing up, but I didn't know that there was an actual club. (laughs) I did not know that. So, you know, it might be interesting to some of you listening. Now, the Clean Plate Club was a campaign. And by the way, I am reading from some research that I found online. So this part is um, found, you can find this on Wikipedia. But so it was a campaign established in 1917 when the Food and Fuel Control Act was passed. And what this allowed was for President Woodrow Wilson to regulate the distribution of food. And the whole purpose of this was to make sure that there was no food waste because food was scarce as a result of World War One. And so they developed this clean plate campaign that I'll read you the act, the, uh, the little pledge. And so this was actually found in schools. It was a pledge that read at table, I'll leave, I'll not leave a scrap of food upon my plate and I'll not eat in between meals, but for supper time, I'll wait. So this was something that was actually taught in school and it was, you know, um, it became something that parents would tell their children. Um, they even had an actual club called the Clean Plate Club. And so this is where this comes from. And I definitely... You know, this was so fascinating to me when I was reading into this. I intend to do a deep dive on this at some point in the future. And I don't know how that's going to look, but, you know, I'm working on research about this because it was so fascinating to me. But when you think about 
the fact that, you know, what we talk a lot about on this podcast is the fact that everything's programming. Well, one of the primary places where we get our programming is in schools, government, you know, these authoritative entities that have influence on us and that usually, you know, often have some type of values or agendas or something that's being perpetuated through the medium of, you know, school, for example. And so, you know, it's not just about reading, writing, and arithmetic. There's also these other things that we're indoctrinated with through school. Like, for example, look at you know, the Pledge of Allegiance, for example, um, something that, you know, in the United States, we have a pledge that we say to our flag. And I know that, you know, there's people listening from other countries as well. And you probably had something as you were growing up that encouraged your allegiance to, you know, your nation or, you know, whoever the governing entity, it, entity is where you live. And, you know, notice that when you're a child, you don't question it, you know, (laughs) it's the rare child who questions, why are we saying a pledge to a flag? Um, And whether, you know, you agree with saying a pledge to a flag or not, that's not the point. The point is that you just accept certain things when you're a child, you just accept them for what they are. Why? Because the grownups told you to do it or the grownups gave this to you and, um, or the teacher, you know, people with authority. And so we're indoctrinated. Now, when we look at this indoctrination, look at, um, which by the way, that might sound like a heavy word. It is just a a function, right? It's just all it means. Like I know it can have certain implications or associations, but basically another way you can put that is like your unconscious programming, things that you accepted without question, which we all have them, you know, like biases or one of those things, for example, until we question our biases, then they're unconscious to us. So we have all these things running in our operating systems until we take control of them and start to decide what we want and what we don't want. And so if you look at this this way, you can start to see why so many people feel like they can't break free from this clean your plate programming, you know, and, and I totally get that, you know, and as I've just demonstrated, there's a reason for that, you know, and it was a, it was a nationwide in the United States, it was a nationwide campaign, like there were resources applied to this, like right now I'm looking at a flyer that is promoting this. And so this was propaganda, but it it had a purpose. Like it was well-intentioned, I believe. It was trying to help everyone have enough to eat. And, but then look at today's world. Now food isn't scarce anymore. It's the exact opposite of that, right? It's overly abundant, really. We have so much food now and it's, we can literally get it at the touch of our fingertips. Like we don't even have to go to a store anymore to get the food. And it's just everywhere. It's readily available all day, just whenever you want. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning, you can get like literally in New Orleans, where I am, you can literally order snacks and have them delivered to your house at like 2 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) So it is a very different world um, that we're living in now. And so you can already see how the impulse to clean your plate, like how that can really backfire now. And now what we're seeing is people are struggling to 
stop themselves from eating. And I can say that in the United States in particular, this is a big issue with obesity and people feeling out of control of their eating. What is a big pitfall that a lot of people fall into when it comes to breaking the clean your plate programming? Man, that is a, for some reason, the plate programming is not rolling off my my tongue very easily. But what is the big trap that people fall into when trying to break free from this and struggling to break free from this? And it's, it's going to be so subtle, you know, but, and it's kind of ironic, but the the big pitfall or trap is actually claiming to be a part of this club, you know? And if you are continuing to to say that, you know what, I'm in the Clean Your Plate Club, you know, I'm from the Clean Your Plate Club. Well, when you keep saying that, when you keep declaring that, you're reinforcing that that is your identity. You're reinforcing that that's your programming. You're constantly telling your subconscious this is who I am. And the thing is that if you keep doing that, then you're not, you're not going to feel like you can stop yourself when you're, when you're full. You're not going to feel, you're not going to gain the tools and the skills to be able to regulate and moderate your eating. And that means that you won't feel a sense of control over your weight. So, you know, how do you expect to get out of it? out of the clean your plate programming while simultaneously claiming to belong to it. And, you know, do you think that pe- that those who eat healthy effortlessly and as a natural extension of who they are, say that to themselves? So when you keep, you know, saying, I'm in the clean your plate club, what you're really saying is that you'd rather look outside of yourself to find, you know, something to point the finger at than to spend that same energy and effort looking inward to what you can do to solve this issue. And, you know, that might seem, that might feel like a little bit of tough love. I'm not sure. Um, A lot of times when I think I'm being tough, I really am not. Like people are just like, really? That's what you call tough love? But it took me a long time to understand how the power of my words And maybe you're starting to realize that too, if you've been listening for a while. Your subconscious is always listening. Always, like even when you're asleep, is listening. So, you know, when you continue to say that you're a part of this club, you're actually trapping yourself in the club. So instead of reinforcing this by saying, you know, I'm in the clean play club, focus on shifting your identity to someone who has the power and agency over how much you eat. And when you do this, you start to feel in control of your ability to change your eating habits. You start to feel in control of your eating patterns and your weight. Food and eating becomes enjoyable and a nurturing, nurturing part of your day instead of torturous and anxious, your thoughts are free to focus on what's important to you. So that peace of mind. So how do you make this shift from, you know, being a member of a clean play club to being an effortlessly healthy eater? So there's eight ways of doing this inside Eat With Balance. It takes my students about four to six weeks to implement everything. So I'm going to share with you three ways now. I'm going to share three ways of doing this. There's eight ways total inside Eat With Balance. It opens in January. 
Um, It usually takes my students about four to six weeks to implement everything. So we don't have time to go all in on all of them right now, but I'm going to share with you the top three ways now so that you can gain clarity on your blueprint to creating eating behaviors because clarity is powerful when you have it. Um, So when you gain this clarity, you'll know what your blueprint is to create the eating behaviors that give you the freedom and the health that you desire and the peace with food. So step one is to, first of all, take control of your self-talk. You probably saw that one coming, right? Take control of it. Listen to the words that you're talking to yourself. If you're constantly saying, I'm in the clean plate club. I was always taught to clean my plate. You know, I have to clean my plate, things like that. If you find yourself reinforcing behaviors that you don't want, then be aware of that. That's the first step to taking control is just the awareness. After you're aware of it, you can actually shift it. And the easiest way to shift it is just to think of what is the like, what is the opposite of that? So if you're saying like you're in the clean plate club, well, that means that you feel like you're compelled to clean your plate. You have to finish all the food on your plate no matter what. Well, what does the person who had who has the ability to moderate their eating what do they say to themselves you know and that's going to give you the opposite so i stop when i'm full with ease you know i stop when i'm satisfied even if there's more food left on the plate so take control of your self talk step 2 know what values are driving you and which ones you need to get in alignment with your healthy, desired weight. So values is a huge, huge thing. And it's like, I liken it to apps that are running in the background on your phone, the apps that keep your phone running. You don't see them, yet they are running your phone, right? These are what values are for us. We have values that are driving us. They're either driving us forward or they're driving us into the ground in terms of our behaviors and results that we want. You must know what your values are and select values that are going to get you what you want. Um, So step three is to be repetitive and relentless about reinforcing the new identity. So what this might look like, for example, is, you know, you've got your self-talk, you've got your values. And so you might say things to yourself like, you know, I'm a naturally healthy eater because I value my health. And when you have things aligned properly, meaning these are really your values, because what can happen is you can have, um, you can pick values that are truly yours, or you can pick values that you think you should have. And this is a conflict that I see a lot of times with people where they think that they value their health, um, but really they don't really value their health and, but they, they want to value their health. Right. And so they constantly feel like they're fighting themselves because they think that they should be valuing their health, but that's not a value yet. And so notice that you can choose the values and you can re you can program those values in too. So when you know the values that you want to have and you have the self-talk that aligns with those values and the desired healthy way, the relationship with food that you want, then it's just a matter of using that self-talk over and over and over again, constantly bringing your awareness back to that 
self-talk that's going to be aligned with that that end result version of yourself. Which means that when you catch yourself going back to that old programming, like, you know, oh, I just have to finish my food. I can't leave any food on the plate. And, you know, you start noticing that. That means stopping that self-talk in its tracks and then moving your focus back to the one that you do want and being repetitive and relentless. Repetitive, relentless reinforcement of the new identity. And that's the recipe. That is a recipe for major success when you actually take those steps and you truly apply them with, you know, being committed to it. So let's recap. So today we talked about how to break the clean your plate programming. I finally said it. I finally got it out. And we talked about the number one pitfall that those get into who who want to break free from this, which is identifying with it inadvertently, you know, um, because we, we don't often realize the power of our words. And then I share with you three steps that you can take so that you can start to shift away from identifying with the Clean Your Plate Club and moving toward identifying with the naturally effortlessly healthy eater that you want to be. Step one, take control of your self-talk. Step two, know what values are driving you. And step three, be repetitive and relentless as you reinforce that new identity. So if you want to be notified when we open the doors to Eat With Balance, get on the waitlist at rashondayates.com slash waitlist so that you can be first notified when we open the doors next. And thank you so much for listening. If you have any takeaways or ahas, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram at Rashonda Yates, and I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.